Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 187, unless I'm wrong about the number, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right, of TLDR Podcast. I did not look up any fancy today in sports history, something about this number. So off the top of my head, um, Sidney Crosby wears number 87. And <laughs> uh, if you add a zero to the one in front of 87, $10 is how much I won off of my buddy with the Kings beating the Pens last night. Nice. Bang. Nailed it. Nice. Tyler, um, our Los Angeles Kings have won five out of the last six. We're obviously back. But other than that, how are you doing? Yeah, very happy to see this Kings recent road trip other than that one weird 7-0 loss in Buffalo. Other than that, the second half of the season has gone off to a very good start. Obviously, big wins against um, Boston and Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, that's that's been great. Um, just wrapped up our first uh, road trip baseball series um, up at Sacramento State. We took two or three, so won the series. So we're off to a good start with that. Um, we got USC tomorrow or on Wednesday. Um, and then we'll head down to San Diego for a tournament there. Um, so yeah, baseball's back, uh, at least, at least college baseball. Um, and yeah, Kings are rolling. So doing, doing pretty solid right now. Love that. Good to hear trade in. We had some, uh, stadium series games over the weekend. Um, so I did not have a chance to watch any of them, but I hope that you did. And if not, I hope you had a great weekend. Other than that, how you doing? Um, doing well. I actually did watch um, a little bit of the first one, but I definitely watched the second one, the Rangers Islanders, which was an unbelievable game, you guys. Uh, it's exactly what you you what the NHL would want in a in a, in a game like that, an event like that. Um, lead changes. The Islanders give up what two goal leads after give it, after taking two penalties late in the third, um, and then the overtime. The first ten seconds, Panarin finds a way to strip the puck from a defenseman and all hell breaks loose in front of the net net falls off, but still is a goal because then the, if the net had been there, it still would have, you know, crossed the goal line and it wasn't Panarin that knocked the net off. So, um, uh, just an unbelievable sequence and exactly what the NHL needs and, and was expecting. So, uh, I, yeah, I loved it. Bring on the stadium series. Yeah. The stadium series are always super fun. Um, if Tyler and I had more money in 2014, we would have gone to that one at Dodger stadium, but we were poor. So yeah. we didn't go, uh, James football season is over. I've heard that you haven't left your room and have just been sitting in darkness waiting for the NFL season to start again. Is that true? True. Uh, see the light behind me. That's the first time this light's been on since Super Bowl. So that's all I've been doing. That's been my life. Uh, I've gone into a doctor's retreat, much like Aaron Rodgers, and I've come up with absolutely nothing. So therefore, light comes back on, and I'm none the wiser. But here it is. <laughs> um, okay, obviously, James, you're not actually doing that. How are you? How was your week? How was your weekend? It was uh, uneventful. I did absolutely nothing, which is great. This is the last time I'm going to have more than two days off on a weekend for the next four months. So it's been fantastic doing nothing. Well, that's a real bummer because I was at the casino this weekend and I was thinking, wow, it would be great to go with James because he is our local degenerate gambler. But if you're not going to have any weekends off, then we'll have to figure out another time. Uh, I only 20 bucks, 20 bucks down. That's all I was down. I was up by like 180 at one point and then it went it went downhill, Um, but that's okay. Um, we're just going to jump right into it. Tyler is going to take us through the AL Central as we get closer and closer to opening day. Yes, sir. Thank you, Alex. Um, you know, like I said, baseball right around the corner. Uh, we're going through our division previews. We started with the AL East last week. We're shifting over uh, to the AL Central today. 
Um, we're going to lead off with the defending champions there in the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, trading, you have the Minnesota Twins. Uh, like I said, every everyone's going to have one reason for hope, one reason for disappointment, and then we'll, we'll go we'll go over their over under win totals for the year, and then we'll keep track and we'll see um, how everyone does. But yeah, the Twins last year, uh, what well, they won their division, uh, they won a playoff series, they they beat the Blue Jays in, in the wild card round. Um, and they, but they eventually lost the Astros and the ALDS, but they made it a series. Um, and they got, they, they got a little bit of a, a of a good playoff run. Um, offseason didn't do a whole lot. They did lose Sonny Gray, which was one of their, uh, big starting pitchers from, from, from last season. Um, other than that, they pretty much retained for the most part what they already have. Um, so not a whole lot going on in terms of offseason tr- transactions, but trading moving into 2024 season with this Minnesota uh, team, one reason for hope and one reason for concern. Um, the reason for concern for me for this team is, you know, I, I think, I think they did fine in the, uh, I think they've done fine. They, they had, a, they had a great season. I mean, uh, uh, you know, all, all things considered, uh, you're in a little easier division nonetheless, but still winning your division is no small feat. And, uh, and, and they did that. Uh, they, they looked, they got incredible, they got better and better, better through, uh, incrementally better throughout the, uh, throughout the season. Um, and I think that, I think that, um, the, the, the worry that I have is that have they done enough to make that extra step is, is the big question. Are they, are they, I don't know if they're going to be quite good enough to, to, um, to battle for that. Uh, you know, the, the, the world series birth, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal here. Um, Minnesota Twins are in a in a place where yeah we shouldn't ex- like we, we I think they're going to be fighting for their for for first in the division I think that they can they can uh, they can lock that down uh, I'm not saying they will but I think they can and but are, is it enough to get past the juggernauts that are that are in the uh, in the East but my uh, my I guess my light at the end of the tunnel is that curses have to end any sometime and Minnesota's curse finally. It, it, I think that the hope is that the twins can figure out a way to, to break that curse. The Minnesota twins have been kind of the better of the Minnesota teams as of late, uh, you know, throughout all of sports because they actually make playoffs. They actually win playoffs and, and uh, you know, win playoff series. And here we are. Uh, and th- all that said, I think that Minnesota is in an easier division. That's going to give them a, a good opportunity to, to make that postseason again. Um, and, um, hopefully they can galvanize together and, you know, have a, have a successful season in the postseason. Um, but it helps being in an easier division. That's the big thing. Yeah, no doubt. I think, you know, the, the, the theme of this AL central is it's not, it's definitely probably the weakest division in baseball. It was last year, you know, some teams might've improved slightly. Um, I think we'll, we'll kind of get to some of those, but, um, I think for the most part, I feel like the twins are definitely the favorite kind of by default, almost in this division. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know if they quite made enough steps to move forward and, you know, really going to, uh, you know, world series contention yet. I think they're a team that they're going to feel out kind of where they are early. And then, you know, if they are, are playing well, they might add at, at, at the deadline, kind of add a piece or two to kind of help them on a playoff run. That kind of seems like kind of where the twins are going, but I definitely think that they are, uh, playoff favorites here. Um, so moving to their over-unders trading, they are set at 86 and a half, which is a half a win less than last year. You got them over under 86 and a half. Um, I, I'm actually going to take the over here. Uh, I think I think that they'll, you know, that they're going to continue to galvanize. They're going to feast on those lower teams. James, over under 86 and a half, the Twins. Something about them doesn't surround with me. I'm going to go under at 85. <laughs> okay, Alex. 
I actually agree with James. I think the while the Twins kind of did nothing over the offseason, I think other teams potentially got better and or are trending in the right direction. So I'm going to go under, yeah, 84 or 85. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with trading here. I think I'm going to go over. Um, I think they are, they're about the same, you know, and I think they can get a, a slightly, um, slightly better. I think they can be a fringe 90 win team this season. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that one, but I like the disagreement there. I feel like that might be the case for a lot of these teams in this division. Um, let's move on to the D- Detroit Tigers. Um, last year, believe it or not, they finished in second place, which is probably their highest finish in that division of a very long time. Either way, they only got 78 wins. Missed, uh, they missed the postseason. Um, in the offseason, they did add uh, a lot of pitching. They added uh, Shelby Miller, Jack Flaherty, Andrew Chafin, and Kenta Maeda. Um, so they definitely uh, bolstered that starting rotation quite a bit. Uh, add in the mix of, you know, already an up-and-coming lineup, a lot of young prospects on that team that are, you know, clawing their way, pun intended, to try and make a postseason spot. Alex, one reason for hope, one reason for concern, the Detroit Tigers in 2024. Yeah, I think the Tigers, like I kind of mentioned why I picked the Twins on the under, is I think the Tigers are one of those teams that are potentially positioned to make a big leap. Um, You know, Spencer Torkelson had a rough first full season two years ago and then really came on in the second half of last season. Um, Riley Green, you know, a... Um, you know, a good veteran presence and Mark Canna in that lineup is always a positive. And then that that rotation is not looking too too bad right now. Um, Tariq Skubal had a great year last year, kind of under the radar. He had 170 strikeouts and 151 innings. That's a lot of Ks. That's, you know, obviously a K in inning plus is is really impressive. Kent Maeda, if Jack Flaherty can get back, that's great. Matt Manning, Casey Mice, former number one overall pick. If he can kind of, he's had some injury woes. And if that can get get back together, then that's great. Um, also, just I don't. There's kind of one other team that I think did a lot during the offseason, and none of the other teams really did. Um, and this Tigers team looks ready to, pun intended, pounce on the division. Um, reason for concern: a lot of youth. Um, you know, I think their highest played pair, player is Javier Baez, which is not great because he has been absolute dog shit since he put on a tiger's uniform and if he can even turn around a little bit that would help a ton but a lot of youth um i think similar to the twins and what Traden said is like if things go really well they could make the playoffs but i i don't think we really see them as a potential world series contender yeah uh, this tigers team you know is definitely i think a top three most interesting team going into the season i feel like i was agree i think they're they're finally starting to kind of you know bang on the door of flirting with the with the playoff spot um, in a weaker division. I would not be shocked if the Tigers are in the mix come September. I, I agree. I think they did a lot of good um, moves in the offseason to kind of bolster that starting rotation, which is kind of what they needed to do. Um, a lot of good veteran mix, a, lo- a lot of good veteran arms um, on that rotation. So I think that'll help them out a little bit. So we'll see. Like, like I said, like, like you said, they're unproven. They haven't really proven that they can put together a complete full season yet. Um, they are not the Baltimore Orioles yet. Um, so they need to prove it. Um, but definitely a team to keep an eye on uh, in the in the early going. They're over under set at 80 and a half. So just a tick under 500, Alex, over or under 80 and a half. I'm going to take the over. I think you can win the, this division with like 86 wins. Um, and that's an eight win improvement for them. I think they can do that pretty easily, especially if they got off to a terrible start last year. Just a slightly better April. I think they can do that. So I'm going to take the over. All right, trade. Um, I had the twins going up. I, I'm going to take the under for Detroit. Sorry. All right, James. I think they overperformed last year, so I'm going to take the under. 
I am going to go over for the Tigers. I got, I'm going to go confident boosting Tigers 2024. I don't know if they make the playoffs, but I think they might be slightly over 500. Um, I think they'll definitely flirt with a playoff spot this season. Moving on to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, James, you got the Cleveland Guardians here. 2023, 76-86, third, third place. Missed, uh, missed the postseason. Um, offseason, really, the, the big thing for them was they um, changed managers. Terry Francona, their future Hall of Fame manager, re- retired. Stephen Boat um, is now the new manager at the helm there in, in Cleveland. So kind of new leadership, a new era there for Cleveland Guardians baseball. Other than that, you know, they kind of just retained most of what they already had. They didn't really go out and, and add a whole lot. Um, you know, a team that just kind of had an ant here last year. James, what do you think about them going in 2024? Well, my reason for hope is that even though they didn't really add anybody, they kind of brought somebody back in Tristan McKenzie. And I really, really, really in, like this like rotation trio that they have in Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, and Tanner Bibby. Like those are some great people. And two years ago, Tristan McKenzie had an amazing year. He had, or it was like, yeah, two years ago, he had like 190 Ks and under three ERA. Like he, he's coming back after only playing four games, and that's going to be a huge boost to this rotation. My uh, reason for concern here is their outfield is kind of shaky. Outside of Stephen Kwan, there's not really much else there. You got Miles Straw, who was is very good defensively, but at the plate, he's been struggling. He said last year that his woes from 2022 was going to be gone, but they're back. Then he didn't change a thing. He's hitting 238 with an OPS of just under 600. That's not a good look for him. Uh, I mean, he's great defensively, but overall, like you need to get some runs in. You need to make some contact at the plate to get these runs in. And I, they signed Ramon Lariano. They have all these... Um, minor leaguers can come in and take that spot, but that would mess with consistency. And you have the other guy in, with the outfielder, Will Brennan, who has been great, but he has yet to play a full season of games. He's only played 148 so far. And so I want to see what happens overall and career trajectory because he's had one really good year and one eh year, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, but that consistency in the outfield is what really kind of gives me pause here. But overall, I love their 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 pitching. Yeah, I think the, the Guardians always have really good young arms. I think the Guardians in general are really good, well-run, small market club. Um, I think that they're not a team that anyone ever picks out as kind of the big muscle in the um, American League, but they always seem to kind of contend. Um, they seem to go on a playoff run every now and then. Um, they're just kind of always in the mix. My gut reaction this year is that they're not going to be that good. I don't really know why that is. Maybe it's just they didn't do a whole lot. I don't really know a whole lot of prospects that are coming up. And then obviously that that change in manager for me is, is a big one. I mean, you're losing Terry Francona, who is one of the all-time greats um, at manager. And no respect to Stephen Vogt. I'm sure he's going to do great. But it's 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 his first year. I just don't know how, how, how it's going to pan out. So their over-under is set at 77 and a half, which is just a slightly better than last year, James, do you feel like they're going to go over or under 77 and a half wins? I think that the change of management as good as Terry Francona was is going to be kind of beneficial because it's a different voice. Uh, but I think they're going to go over. All right. Over for James. Alex, over under. Oh, James, you convinced me. I'm going to take the over. Um, also, because just because I've met Stephen Vote and that has no reasoning behind any of it. So I'll take the over just on that. <laughs> Trading. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. All right, I'm going to go under just because, like I said before, my gut reaction is they're not going to have a good season. But I would not be surprised if they did because they're the Cleveland Guardians. They always seem to just do a little bit better than, than everyone ex- expects. Let's move on to the Chicago White Sox uh, in 2023. 61-101, fourth place. Believe it or not, after 101 losses, they were still not the worst team in this division. Obviously missed the postseason. 
Offhusen didn't do a whole lot. Um, they signed Mike Moustakis, I guess. That's pretty much it. Um, other than that, there wasn't much that, that went on there. Um, so trading, hope, hope if there is any, and then concern for the, for the Chicago White Sox. Um, the concern for me is them, them falling, uh, you know, falling on the losing end of a hundred games again. <laughs> I think, I think that that is just not, I, 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 and I just think that without, without the fact that they haven't done much to improve their team, they kind of just filled holes, um, you know, are the holes, are holes in the, in the roster that, that were there. Um, you know, I, you're, you're relying a lot on the prospects coming up. Uh, and that, but I think that that's going to be my sign of, of hope. I, th- uh, and, and, and for this team, I think a successful season is not losing hundred games. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a achievable goal. And also showing that, the, that the young, that this young, uh, you know, the uh, group of guys can come together and start to, you know, win games. And I talked about this, um, uh, in, in the hockey segments all the time, just, just compete, just compete every single night and, and find a way to develop those players get them, uh, you know, get those pitchers, um, you know, throwing, get, uh, get those batters going and just, just start to reestablish the, the, the find your core, so to speak. And I think that that's the sign of hope is you're going to find your core and you're, and you're, and you're going to, in, in a few years, see where you're at. I think that the, obviously the White Sox are looking for the future. And I think that the future will start now. And, and the hope is, you know, you, you, you get sub 95 wins, and you find a way to, um, you know, find your core and and build around that. That's your hope for the season. Trina, I like your optimism. I know that's a hard question, but for me, there's very little hope for the, for, for the White Sox. I feel like after that whole Tony LaRusso debacle, this team has not found their mojo again. I feel like they're trending towards rebuild mode. I think the good players they have left on the roster, I think, are going to be traded before the season's over. Um, that's just how I feel like that's the way they're going to go. I could be wrong. Um but I guess we will find out and, and, and see, see how that goes. Um, they're, they're over under set at 63 and a half wins trading over under 63 and a half. I'll take the over. If, right. I, I, I'm going to continue with the hope. I mean, it is a, that's a pretty low number. So, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they go over it, but um, James. Yeah, that's a very, very low number. I'm getting over on that one. Alex. Under this team is trash. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also going to go under as well. It's just I don't have any faith for this team at all. They're they're going to be the bottom feeders in this division, I think, for a few years here. But like I said, we'll see. Moving on to the former bottom feeders of the league, uh, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, in 2023, they lost 106 games. Oof. Um, obviously finished last in that division. Missed the postseason, obviously. Um, offseason, their the biggest move was getting the long-term contract for their young star, Bobby Witt Jr. He signed an 11-year contract extension um, with the Kansas City Royals, so they have their young star locked up for the foreseeable future. They also went outside uh, outfitter Hunter Renfro and starting pitcher Michael Waka. So again, this is a team similar to the trajectory that the Tigers are on a bit, where they're, they, they've been rebuilding for a while. Some people have this team definitely improving here in 2024, but Alex... This is your wife's team. You got your Kansas City Royals hat right now. Yes. Um, one was it for hope and one reason for concern. Yeah, uh, you have locked up your franchise player. Bobby Witt Jr. is a certified superstar um, after the season that he had last year. And we've we've seen what Kansas City teams can do when they lock up their superstars. Um, they share a parking lot. So hopefully the Royals can do what the Chiefs did 
Um, obviously, the Royals are in not quite as great of a place as the Chiefs were when they got to lock up Mahomes. But, um, you know, I think the the Royals, when you look at the offseason and teams that have spent the most money, the Royals are like fifth, which is not something that you typically see of them. And that's awesome. We love to see teams at least making an effort to compete. I honestly think the Royals went into last year thinking we could be like a 70 to 73 win team. And then they just got rampaged by injuries and just, it just didn't happen. Um, but yeah, with Bobby Witt Jr. there locked down MJ Melendez, Salvador Perez, Vinny Pasquantino, who got hurt in the first like month. Um, and then, and Hunter Renfro, like that's a pretty legitimate top five lineup. I mean, it's, Yes, it's not the Braves, it's not the Phillies, it's not the Dodgers, but that's pretty legit. Um, and if that rotation can kind of hold up, you know, with Waka and Seth Lugo, and hopefully Brady Singer can have a little bit of a back um, a bounce back season, they're like I look at this team and there's a lot more hope than there is in Chicago. Like that White Sox team is brutal, but this, the Royals team—they're young. At least they're they're on that right trajectory. I'm not saying that they're a playoff team. I'm not saying they're a World Series contender but they're going in that right direction. Um, so, I mean, I guess the negatives are inexperience, um, you know, kind of similar to the Tigers where you just, you don't know what, what you're going to get out of these guys, probably other than Salvi and Bobby Witt Jr. Um, but if things go well, it can go well. If, if things go bad, it can go bad. Yeah, I definitely think they'll be a lot better than last year. I think last year was, you know, I think a lot of people expected the Royals to take a little bit of step forward. They did not do that. But as you mentioned, a lot of injuries just didn't quite work out. I feel like they will definitely compete a lot more um, coming up in 2024. Um, obviously, Bobby Witt Jr. You know, is one of the best young stars in the game. I'm excited to see that guy uh, play play again. And they got him locked up. So obviously, they're going to build around that guy. I think they're moving towards wanting to add and wanting to compete again there in Kansas City. So uh, their over-under is set at 73.5, which is almost 20 wins better than they were last year. Alex, over-under 73.5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Don't bet on this. Don't, but I'm going to go over. It's a, that's a terrible idea because that's a lot of wins to make up in one year, but positive pod. That's what we're, that's what we are. That's what we're known for. All right. Trading, what do you think? I, I'm just going to take this slide under. James. I love this team, man. The, all their offseason moves, I love it. I'm going to go over. All right. More positive there. I'm going to go under just because that leap, almost 20 wins is crazy. Like that's, I don't think they did that much to add. I think, I guess they'll definitely be better. I expect kind of that low 70s. So they'll probably just be quite under that 73 win mark, uh, which is still a vast improvement from last season, but I'm not, I'm not quite ready to jump over 73 and a half after their 56 wins by your last year. Um, but that is going to wrap up the American league central. Um, thank you boys for, um, doing all that. Um, Next week, we got the American League West, which means we'll talk about those halos. Um, so yeah. stay tuned for that next week. I think you mean we get to talk about those Oakland Athletics, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Tyler, good. thank you so much. Yeah, the AL Central and the NL Central are going to be a little bit brutal, if we're just being completely honest. But they are still major league teams, and they're still fun to talk about. Um, we're going to take another quick break, and then Traden has stolen my idea, which is also <laughs> going to be fun as shit, so I'm really excited for it. Um, and he's going to tell you all about it in just a little bit. We are back. 
Um, Traden, you stole my stole my idea, which is really not even my idea, to be completely honest. I probably stole it from like 12 million other people. <laughs> but I'm excited to do this for the NHL. So tell tell the people what we're doing. Yes, sir. We are uh, doing a the uh, the ranking system that that Alex uh, started with, and then Tyler took, and then you know we've kind of gone, we've kind of just taken rankings and and ran with them. Um, I, I thought it was cool to kind of break up the the minutia of, of the news. There hasn't been much big news besides the uh, uh, you know um, outdoor games, which you already mentioned. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna look at the division, but we're breaking it into two parts to kind of make it a little quicker. Uh, so we're gonna deal with it's gonna be four weeks total that we'll be doing this, not in a row because I'll probably have to host every now and then. But uh, we're 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 gonna build the the um, the east and the west uh, you know uh, rankings starting with division by division. But before we get do that, let's talk about in-season cup, which finally, finally is not in the hands of James. Thank God. Uh, Winnipeg Jets on the 17th uh, beat um, beat the Vancouver Canucks finally. And the Winnipeg Jets held it for two days until they lost to Calgary. So Tyler, because of, because of the Calgary's win today, you have the cup for the first time in a long time. Let's go. The last time he touched the cup, you guys, was December. <laughs> that's a drought boys yeah that that is that is huge but i'm still in last so it doesn't i mean you 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 have some uh ground to make up but le- much uh much less ground than, than i do uh i we haven't talked about the over unders in a while i think it would be fun to th- see where we're at here uh james uh you are 56 percent correct alex you are 50 percent correct um, I am forty six percent correct, so I'm not I'm not doing too well. Tyler's thirty seven percent correct. He's not doing well. Sheesh! But, uh, it's still early. It's still early. Um, just a couple interesting ones that we were all wrong on. We have been wrong on the Tampa. Uh, we were all wrong on Tampa Bay so far. We're all wrong on Toronto. We all said the overs, and they're well under that. Um, same with Nashville. So uh, yeah, and also we don't believe in the uh, uh, and, and we all believe in the Dallas Stars, and they're just they're coming through with uh, flying colors. So. Good job, guys. Some some are doing well, some are not, not doing too well. Hot. Okay, let's get into this. I'm going to share my screen. Okay, couple rules. We're gonna. Do you guys see it? Yep. Similar similar vibe is what we what we've been working with. Oh. The five tiers are the conference favorite, and I'm actually going to put a plural on here because I am. We can have up to two conference favorites. They can be in the same division. They can be. They can be between uh, two division uh, between two divisions in the same conference, but th- we're going to build the first part of the East today. Conference favorites. The next under that is divisional darlings. Then we have the wild card mid fits, very mid. We have make a decision. What does that mean? Make a decision means you are that middling team that just needs to either go for it and do something and become a wild card mid fit, or get the fuck out and become booty cheeks because you aren't going anywhere. Uh, you you need to make a decision. It's kind of that's Alex's um, what uh, who cares uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, ranking, and then we have our favorite booty cheeks. That's just that's the trademark now, and we got to keep it. So we will have two booty cheeks between two conf or two divisions in the conference. We we may end this podcast with one, two, or zero cheeks <laughs> on the uh, on the board. So uh, uh, I, I assigned everybody. Their person, oh, by the uh, by, their team. By the way, um, we're going to argue. We're obviously going to argue about where they're going to fit. At the end of the day, the per- the person that I uh, uh, assigned, they get the final say. Um, so, but you know, at the end of the day, we're going to argue it out, and we're going to probably move things around. 
And we're just going to go from there. So we're going to go, we're going to start right at the top. We have uh, Boston's first. Boston is James's. So, James, where do you rank the Boston Bruins? I got them at conference favorites, guys, right off the top here. Uh, I They're from head to toe. They are a very complete team. They're very good. They've been doing it well for so damn long. May not be the case in the playoffs, but in the regular season, they are fantastic. Uh, they have a, four, a little four-game losing streak right now, but that's okay. It, it happens because whenever they go on those losing streaks, they end up getting a bigger winning streak. And you got to you gotta kind of mend it fix those bridges as they come now. It's better to do it now before playoffs anyway. Uh, so I, I like this Boston's Bruins team because they've been good forever and they're still going to be good. So I got them the con- or conference favorites. Does anybody have, like I said, we can ha- we're, we're, we need two conference favorites. So does anybody have an issue with this one? I think we can leave it for now. There's a potential other team in this division that I think could also go in there. And we may have to move the Bruins down when we get to the Metro next week. Okay. But yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting. I'm very like, I'm okay with leaving them in there for now. And the argument may come up when, or whenever, like by next week, I mean, next time we do the cheer list. Um, uh, I feel like, I feel like they could be in between those two tiers. Tyler, do you have any thoughts on the Boston Bruins conference favorites? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think that there is a team in this division that can also be argued to get there. I think we'll get there when we get there. But um, I think for right now, they're definitely up there in terms of, like they're definitely top three in the East in terms of conference favorites. So I think they, for right now, I think they belong um, on on the top there. Most certainly top th- top three in the East. Um, I, again, I guys, I think I'm okay here with with them as a conference favorite for now. The other team that I think we're all thinking of is definitely going there. Like I, 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 I if if it, I mean, I thank God that I didn't sign that my team because there's no no way you guys would convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, Boston Bruins, I think I think they're they're a conference favorite. They have the they have the you know experience pedigree, and I think that that matters a lot. Um, Brad Marchand's doing a fine job, and that goalie tandem is of the best in the league. I mean, if you have to deal with both of those goalies going, uh, going, uh, you're you're not you're you're going to be fine, just fine. Um, the Detroit Red Wings, Alex, interesting one. What do you got? Yeah, I I had a lot of this is the one I had the toughest time with um, out of the ones that you have assigned me because I don't I think they have made their decision. And they're going for it. And that was Patrick Kane situation. And yeah, he's been up and down and hurt and whatnot. But I think they are still trending in that right direction where you they feel like the most wild card mid fits team that I well, no, there's there's one other team that fits that perfectly that I think you made this tier list for that I know you're gonna fucking love later. <laughs> but <laughs> and if you guys have listened to this podcast, you already know who I'm talking about. Uh <laughs> But I think the Red Wings fit in the wild card midfits. They're in a wild card spot right now. They could fall out, but they are they don't need to make a decision necessarily. They just need to w- win more. They just need to win more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 have been pretty pretty solid. I mean, I I think the wild card midfits is a, is a is a is a great spot for here. But James uh, Tyler, do you have any other thoughts on the Detroit Red Wings one way or another? I think that's perfect right there. Yeah, I agree. You don't think they're, do we think they have a chance? Like, obviously, I don't think they're going to make a decision. I guess my question is, do you think they're good enough to be a divisional darling in this, in this uh, sense? No, I wouldn't. No. Okay. All right. Perfect. 
the the big thing about the the Atlantic division guys is I think we I think most of us if not everyone can agree the Atlantic is a stronger division than the than the uh than the metro and Detroit's just in a saturated market. <laughs> You're in a saturated uh uh you know swath of teams so um you know tough tough tough. All right, let's move on to uh Buffalo. The Buffalo Sabres Tyler woof interesting one. Yeah, it is an interesting one. Um I definitely think they're Veering on the edge of the bottom two there, uh, make a decision or booty juice. But for me, they are make a decision because this is a team that I think has been trying to win, but has failed miserably at doing so. I think it, it, it's trying so fucking hard to make the playoffs and yet they have not been able to do it. Um, you know, but they really, at, at the end of the day, like when you talk about making those decisions, it's, you know, signing a big name which they really have not done. Um, so they need to either do that or they need to retool once again. Um, so I'm not. So for me, they're making a decision. They're not, they're not quite booty cheeks. Um, I think there's teams in this conference that are are much worse than them. Um, it's it's mind blowing me that the Kings lost this team seven to nothing last week. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't I don't I don't know what happened there. But they're definitely definitely not not quite the bottom. But they they need to figure it out because I'm not sure where they're going. So for me, it's make a decision. I mean, if anything, make a fucking decision on a goaltender. Um, yeah, <laughs> Alex James. I mean, is this, is this tailor made for them? Make decisions? Yeah. I think, I think looking at the Eastern conference, there's two very specific, eh, two and a half specific teams. I could go into booty cheeks. And I don't think the Sabres are there. So I, I agree. Make a decision. All right. Sounds good. All right. J- uh, James, you, you, you totally, it looked like you nodded and you totally agree. Oh yeah. All right. Tyler, we're going back to you. Sorry, it's just the way it goes. The Florida fucking Panthers. Yeah. Is this uh, even a question? Yeah, for me, this is the conference favorite. Um, for one reason, for several reasons. One of them is they are the the, the defending conference champions. So I think you gotta respect that for one. Um, and two, if you look at all the numbers, I mean they have the best point percentage in the conference. Um, they have the best point differential uh in the conference, I believe. Um, yeah. and they are I mean, if by, by if they win one, if they get two more points, they win their next game without the without the Bruins playing. They are going to be in the top of that Atlanta division. So um, they're only one point behind the Bruins with a game at hand. Uh, so for me, all the points trend towards Florida being the conference favorite. I mean, th- this is just a great, complete hockey team. They play physical. They they they, they play hard. They're fun to watch. They score. They play. They they play defense well. I mean, they're, they're just a great team. There, there's not much about this team you can look at that says, eh, maybe they can do... No, I mean, and coming off last year's incredible run and they have all the momentum from that, I think Florida is the top dog here. I mean, guys, I mean, one thing I just want to say before I ask Alex and James is the one thing we thought about Florida is how are they going to do it without Ekblad and Montour to start the season? They didn't just tread water. They kind of carried the play. And then now they're back. I... I I mean, does anybody think that there's a better team in the East right now? They're the hottest team in the East. I think there are teams that could potentially are better top to bottom, but they're they're playing the best currently. James, you have any thoughts about the Florida Panthers? Goaltending is amazing. Yeah, it is. But I mean, like like Alex said, this is they're riding a hot streak right now, which they tend to do. And like, if we just flip the script a little bit here and have Boston instead of losing four games in a row, they win those four games in a row, and then if. Florida loses five games games in a row instead of winning five games in a row. It's a completely different discussion. Like those points just flip like that. Like these teams go back and forth between winning streaks and losing streaks. And my concern here is that 
Florida ran out of gas in the postseason last season because they had to battle back like crazy. Could they potentially run out of gas now if they're giving it all in the, in the regular season? That's my question. That's fair. Um, you could argue that they're setting themselves up also to to have a much easier path. I mean, they went from they had to go from eight all the way through. It's tough. You're playing you're playing the toughest teams. If they're if you're set up to play f- Philadelphia or 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 Detroit. Um, it's a little bit different story, but um, it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting case. We'll put Florida in there uh, at the conference favorite. I think everybody agrees that that's where they're at, right? Or or do you, or do we think that they're divisional darling? Anybody? No, um, I, I agree they're there. Okay. Um, but yeah, they just they've looked so good um, in, in this this whole season, and um, I think they're I think they're a major threat um, to my top team in the in the East beginning of the season. Um, okay. Uh, Canada's Canada's uh, oldest team, hockey's oldest team, NHL's oldest team. Excuse me, James, your your Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I got them at booty cheeks. <laughs> Interesting. Like uh, there is not really much to go with this team at all. I mean, that for the longest time, they've they were good because of Carey Price, and they just had Carey Price. They like Carey Price is gone, and they haven't been good since then. Carey Price may not come back. They've been terrible. They have the worst goal differential in the East. There, there's no reason for hope here at all, really. So they're booty cheeks to me. Yikes. This one's tough. Uh, anybody have a rebuttal to that? Um, because remember, I, I don't I know, think... James, you, if, if, if we appreciated this. Does it change the fact, does it change that we're including the Metro at the end? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Anybody have a, a thought? Because I think there's one more team that we're going to be just talking about. I mean, I feel like that is a, that is a definite. I definitely think in this division, there's two there's two players for booty cheeks, and if we're going to stick to we have to only have two, then that's a discussion. But if we're, I think three teams in this conference deserve to be there, and I, mean, I think for sure. <laughs> I think Montreal is one of them. But yeah, I think I think the I agree. I think there's the the team that we're going to be talking about next, like not in the next week, is a lock for booty cheeks. Uh, <laughs> And then these other two could be debated whether they need to make a decision or not one way or the other. So I'm fine with leaving Montreal booty cheeks for now. My, the only thing, the only thing that I, that I, I will say is Montreal was not expected to do that well. I mean, they, they were kind of expected to be a, a, a team that is rebuilding Ottawa. I guess we'll get to Ottawa was expected to be a wildcard midfit. And everything has gone off the rails. Like their entire season is crumbling before their eyes. So, uh, see, that's why I think. Well, we'll, we'll let whoever's. Whoever, I can't remember. We'll who put them into booty cheeks now. But I, th- I, I have a feeling that this is the contentious part of this whole thing. Is where's Ottawa going, and where is the the the, the mystery team next week? And I don't think it's much of a mystery. <laughs> but uh, let's let's move on. Let's see where I, we'll put them in booty cheeks. I I, I like that. I like that thought process. Um, James, where do you have Ottawa then? Okay, so I actually I have them at make a decision. Okay, because they've been so bad for so long, right? And then they go out this offseason and they sign big names like Claude Giroux and Vlad Tarasenko, who's not what he used to be anymore. But like you got guys like this, big names who are supposed to be good, and they 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 haven't put it together. Like they're making these decisions to compete. But their team isn't is faltering before our eyes every single second, every single year for the last five years. That happens every single time. So they need to make a decision between 
going all in and getting getting bigger stars if you're going to make that push for it, or just admit the fact that you've been bad for the last five years and go do a rebuild. Like quit signing these big names like Claude Giroux who can play somewhere else for a contender that any, any contender would want, really. Like don't sign these big names anymore. It's not helping your team. So I got to make a decision. <sighs> this is the tough one. Alex Tyler, thoughts on Ottawa? Yeah, I, I agree with James there just in that sense. Like I, I, I think, you know, Montreal is expected to be bad, be bad and is bad. So I feel like that is the definition of booty cheeks versus like Ottawa. Yeah, they're, they're awful and standings wise, they're below Montreal, but they were, as James mentioned, supposed to be good. So they definitely are in that make a decision realm, in my opinion. Agreed. I, I agree. I That was what I was kind of alluding to earlier is I think Ottawa needs to make a decision on are they selling Tarasenko at the trade deadline? What are they doing with Claude Giroux? What are they doing with any other movable pieces where Montreal is young and up and coming and they're they're bad and that's unfortunate, but <laughs> they're on their way where Ottawa, we expected to be fighting for it and they're trash and they need to make a decision on the direction they're going. Yeah, I mean... With that logic, I think that they are in, in, in a fine position. I think that they are a step away from booty cheeks. I mean, everything has gone kind of off the rails yeah. since the sale of the team and losing draft picks because of bullshit. Like they're just the, everything's just going wrong. And that's the one thing that Montreal doesn't have is I guess I guess you guys are right. They knew that they're going to be booty cheeks and they're just kind of just, you know, pl- playing the games. Uh, I mean, but the thing is, is they're ahead of that the sends in the in the standings, which is <laughs> which is to me the wild part of all this. Um, okay, everyone's favorite team, my favorite team of all time, Alex. Where do the Toronto fucking Maple Leafs go? Yeah, see, I think you made the wild card midfits for the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. I think I think you looked at this and your first thought was Toronto mid. I I I have a feeling you're going to try to convince us to put them in to make a decision, and I feel <laughs> like that's slightly biased, but. I think they're a wild card midfit. They it would be astounding if they didn't make the playoffs, but they do not feel like a divisional darling and definitely not a conference favorite like we thought they potentially could be in one of those two tiers to begin the season. They're still they still have a very good plus minus, but they just they they don't feel that way. Yes, they're above they're above Tampa in the standings as we speak. Austin Matthews is scoring at an incredible rate. The rest of it is a little up and down. They've won four in a row, which makes things just winning always makes things feel better. But I am not comfortable putting them into to the divisional darlings. Um, Does anybody disagree? I'm going to disagree here. Um, I know that like we, I mean, why we, I mean, Traden hates the Toronto Maple Leafs um, on this podcast. And I think there's a little bit of a bias there. But to me, I think they deserve to be divisional darlings just because of how consistently they've been in that spot for the last several years. I know that this year has not quite gone spectacularly, but if you just look at the pure stats and the standings as they are right now, they are third and they're sitting pretty, pretty good in third right now. Um, and they've, for the most part, like I know they've been in and out of that spot, but you know, I think you got to respect what they've done. And I, I think you got to respect the roster that they have. And you look at the point percentage, um, it's definitely divisional darling territory. And I, I feel like that's where they belong. And I feel like the you know, there's other teams that are more of a wild card. I just have a trouble seeing Toronto dipping that low into wild card misfit. And in my opinion, I think that they're a pretty solid lock at divisional darling for me. 
I actually tend to agree with Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you hate that, but I mean, like that. What he said was perfect. I mean, they're they've been they're on the up and up right now. They're on a four game win streak. They're eventually going to put together new hope, right? Like they broke through last year when they won the first round of the playoffs. Like this, this team is built to win and built to contend. It's just them putting it together, and I think that's coming together right now. See, see, that's where you're wrong. They're not built to win. <laughs> they have no defense and they have no goaltending. However, I think, however, they have the offense, and that is why I think they could be a divisional darling. They are not now. Notice this isn't like like Alex's where it says deep playoff threat. They're not going to deep playoff threat, but they are a divisional team. I I I, I can make that argument. I also can make that argument that Alex is right. He is a wild card team, but where do you, do you have any thoughts, Alex? I mean, I'm going to be upfront. My next team is also the next team is also mine. And I might give you a shocker on that one. So if you want to, if you guys want to move in divisional darlings, they don't feel that good to me. James guessed they've won four in a row, but if we turn around next week and they go oh, Toronto's lost five in a row and they gave up three third period leads, would any of us be surprised? No. And that's not a divisional darling in my mind. And that's, that is what has, like why I don't think they're there. Can they win the cup? Sure. If they go on an incredible Florida type run, but like, I don't know. Also the East is sort of like, there's kind of three and a half ish teams and then a bunch of mid and then like three shit teams. So like, oh, you're fine. not wrong. You're not wrong there. I'm, I'm fine with leaving them in divisional darlings. Okay. It's so take it away with Tampa Bay then, which means uh, so trading you assigned me the Detroit Red Wings, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I my immediate thought with no research was all wild card midfits, <laughs> yeah. right in a row. You could uh, I mean, Tampa just like it's kind of the same thing. We I think we have we are giving Tampa the benefit of the doubt because of what they were, and there have they have not been that team in the last couple of years. Um, and like as great as Kucherov has been, he can only do so much. Vasilevsky's not like they're they're just getting old, and it, it happens to every team in the NHL that goes on this incredible run. It doesn't help that they're currently losing to the Senators, just like so, <laughs> I'm not affecting my decision. But like, I'll, I'll leave it to the boys. But like, I'm I'm fine with flipping Tampa and Toronto, but I don't think both can be in divisional darlings. One has to be wild card and one has to be divisional. But like, I don't have faith in either of these teams winning more than a single round in the playoffs. That's why you could argue that both of them are. I mean, I don't care. I I didn't say that there had to be two. I mean, the the, the rules say there's two wild card teams in in the NHL. I'm not saying this list can be just two. I think a Detroit, Tampa, Toronto, tier is very even it's just that it's just that tampa i I have a hard time putting toronto on the same level as detroit i just i don't know where do you put tampa where do you put tyler where do you put tampa i i think i think tampa is on the same level as detroit okay see here's so here's my problem is when we look at the east standings like yeah you look at the metro I cannot put Tampa and Toronto in the same tier as Carolina. Carolina, in my mind, is way better than those teams. And I think we put the Rangers potentially in the conference favorites, which means we bump either Boston or Florida. 
And Boston, it feels like if, if Traden would let us do four teams as conference favorites, which doesn't make sense because you can't do that shit. <laughs> it'd be Boston, Florida, New York, Carolina. And like Toronto and Tampa are not on the, and the on that level. And that that's my main thought process too, is like those four teams are the are the top two tiers and everyone else is somewhere in the middle. And then the booty cheeks and the other, <laughs> other teams. I agree. I, I think when you look at it from a whole perspective, I, I get what you're saying, but I, 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 I think the Maple Leafs are just a weird team that are hard to place. Like for me, like putting them in that wild card spot is like, I can't fathom that. Like, I think they're better than that, but I agree when you compare them to the other teams, they're not, they're obviously not conference favorites. Well, you compare them to other teams that should belong in divisional darlings. They're probably not that great either, but. All right. So here, here, here's my question. I know they're in different divisions and like whatever, but say Toronto and Carolina or Carolina and Tampa met in the first round of the playoffs. Who would you pick right now? No thoughts. Sorry. Say the matchups again. Carolina or versus Toronto or mm-hmm. Carolina versus Tampa. Would, would you pick? pick? I would pick Carolina for both of those. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean that Toronto is a whole tier lower than them. Well, that's the name of the game. I dude. don't know. There needs to be there needs to be another <laughs> well, well, here, tier. There needs to be just a Toronto Maple Leafs about. tier. We're not doing it that way. James, do you have a thought? They've been, they both made great points, but I mean, like like Tyler said, it's hard to put the Lightning right next to the 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 Red Wings. Like that's hard for me, my mind to comprehend. But then what Alex said, they're they're also not. Okay, but then the there needs Lundin. to be a tier between divisional darlings and, <laughs> and, and, and uh, wild card. That's just Toronto Maple. So, so I tell you what, I tell you, you can't what. Can't leave Boston, Florida, the Rangers, or Carolina in divisional darlings with Toronto and Tampa. That's I think when we have the full conference, I think things might change. Things might change. Yeah, yeah. This is why I wanted to do this and let let everyone kind of like I don't know it for a while. <laughs> okay, well then, I, okay then, since these are my two teams. James, I'll, I'll ask you. You have to pick one. One has to stay in wild card. One has to stay in divisional. What are you doing, Tyler? You can answer the same question after James does. Oh, uh. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is exactly what I was looking for, boys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess you leave it as is. Uh, yeah, okay. you leave Toronto there. You leave Tampa Bay there. You leave Detroit there. Yeah, it's it's a conundrum, and I think it's it's again. I think we're both making good points, but I I would just slightly push Toronto in that division darling spot. They're hanging on by a thread. I agree. They're 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 turning an autumn brown, and they're just barely hanging on to the tree there, but they're still there. All right, all right. Well, this is this is our rankings. Just uh, we have conference favorites so far for the East: Boston and Florida at the conference favorite spot. We have Toronto uh, by itself. Excuse me, by itself and as a divisional darling, we have Detroit and Tampa Bay as as wild card midfits. Boston, uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo and Ottawa. Please make a decision. And and uh, the Habs are yeah, they're booty cheeks. Sorry, I mean such a historic franchise, but doesn't mean much uh, when you're not very good now. So uh, all right, I think we're gonna leave it there, and we'll see how things go. Um, you know, in, in a couple or the next time we do the the rest of it. All right, let's quickly move to my marquee matchups for uh, really quick. James, you are seventeen and thirteen. You had a pretty, you had a pretty solid. Um, I think, yeah, you went two and you went two and one. Tyler, perfect, three Ooh. and oh, so you're eighteen and twelve. Um, Alex and I are both fifteen and fifteen. 
So we had a, uh, I only I only uh, had one good good pick last week. So uh, yay, good job, T. All right, Boston. I'm sorry, I was wrong on the text, you guys. Boston is going to Edmonton. I don't know if that changes it. Um, th- that's the first marquee matchup, James. Who do you got? Boston going to Edmonton. Boston. <laughs> yeah, Boston Bruins. Okay. Uh, uh, Tyler. I'll go Oilers here. Oilers. Okay. Uh, Alex. I'm also going to go Oilers. I will also go Oilers as well. I think that they're finding, they're just finding their way as long as they don't give up too many goals in the second period, they can come back in the third like they seem to be always be doing. And I don't, I fucking hate it. Um, Blues are going to the Red Wings. Interesting matchup. Very mid fit, wild card mid fit matchups here. Uh, Blues at Wings. Uh, Alex. I'm going to go Wings. You're going to go Wings. Uh, to, uh, James. Yeah, I like the wings too. I like the wings and Tyler. I'm also gonna go Red Wings here. Red Wings. Uh, I'll take Blues. I think the Blues have been kind of rolling, and I think we should get out of their fucking way. All right, this is why I picked this one because we love this matchup. Saturday night, baby. Freeway the Anaheim Ducks are going to the Kings. Maybe I mean hope maybe you guys pick something different. Let's start with the lowly Anaheim fan, James. <laughs> should we expect anything different than what you're gonna pick? No, they just won a game, so that that's that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm Ducks, uh, Alex. Yeah, I, no, absolutely fucking not. Go Kings, go. <laughs> Tyler, Kings are back, baby. Go Kings, go. Kings are back. Uh, I'm gonna take Anaheim. I don't think they're back. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Did you pick the Ducks? Oh my I god! Ducks, yeah, I picked the Ducks. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna fight hard. You don't you don't you don't you don't want to lose to you don't want to lose to your uh, your rival there. So. Um, It'll be a good game. I think it's always good on Saturday night. So that's all I got for hockey, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Traden. Yeah, the debate will continue in a couple of weeks with the rest of the Eastern Conference teams. Maybe it will get easier. Maybe it won't. We will just have to see. We're going to take another break. And then James is doing something sneaky that none of us know about. And we will figure it out all together. We'll be right back. Scared. James, it is your turn. I've heard we're making a tier list. We're doing back-to-back tiers. That's it. That's all I got. Tell tell us what we're doing. Yeah, you're right. This uh, football season's over, and I don't know what to talk about. So we're doing another tier list. Hope you guys aren't too fed up with it. Uh, but this week, we're doing a blind tier list. So therefore, we're going to talk about your favorite blind people. Oh, Alex, who's your favorite blind person? Uh, Ray Charles. Train one, who's yours? Yeah, it's Ray Charles. I mean, if it's not, then you're wrong. And then Tyler. Stevie Wonder, obviously. Oh, see, there we go. Uh, we're going to talk about those. I'm just kidding. We're not. We're just going to do a blind tier ranking list, meaning that the boys don't know what's coming next, yet they have to rank it anyway. Uh, I'm not going to put the graphic up so they don't know what's coming next, but I'm going to give you guys a heads up. It is about chips this time. Oh. So big food guy over here. <laughs> there are three tiers, okay? And you can have put two chips per tier. So I'll keep track of it, and hopefully you guys do too. Uh, tier number one is goaded. Okay. This is a chip that you're going to pick 12 times out of 10 whenever you see it because it's that good. The second tier is mid. Therefore, if you if it's there, you'll eat it, but you don't really, it's just there, you know? The last one is trash. But for the trash ones, you'd rather have vegetables. That's what that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and so the boys have to come up with a consensus between the three of them, and that's where we're going to put it. First one up on the chip tier list is going to be Doritos Nacho Cheese. Where is it going? 
oh, you're not assigning it to any of us. Oh, oh it's going to wow. go. It's going to be got to be consensus. Um, got to be consensus. Oh, fuck. Shit. And okay, question: If we all agree to put it in a tier, and then things happen later, are we allowed to move them? No, because it's no, a blind. No, that's the thing. Case. Like it's uh, a blind. It's a you thing. You little bitch. Uh, you have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> so, so the last one might be the best one, but it has to go in shit or whatever. Whatever the bottom tier. Is. <laughs> all right. I okay. I'm gonna. Th- I think I'm terrified, which means I think we should put it in mid. I, 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 I think so. I agree. I think so. Which wow. is like I I think it should go and goaded, but I think James is gonna fuck. Dude, he's gonna he's gonna pull something like hot <laughs> yeah. Cheetos or some shit. So is that a chip? Is that a chip? <laughs> that's, another, that's another fucking question. <laughs> I mean, I got an opinion on Cheetos, but we'll get there if that comes. I, I hate regular Cheetos, but right, right, the flaming hot ones. So for Doritos Nacho Cheese, the one that comes in like the Taco Bell, uh, like the red, the red bag, oh, the red bag. Yeah, I put it out. I would go. Locals. I go mid. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. I'm a little now, but okay, but now Cheetos' reaction feels like we should put it in goaded because I'm scared. <laughs> What if it's terrible in there? The, the, the other thing is, I'm a huge fan of Doritos Aguas Tacos, and that's what that is. Like, yeah. Um, and, oh, it's so, <laughs> so we're staying in mid. Is that what's that well, called? Fuck it. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Full of chips is going to go in mid. Okay. No, I want to cool. Guys, I think we should put in goaded. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, we're not moving on yet. I'm I'm okay putting it in goaded. My first. Uh, I think I think you're letting James scare you. I think we should keep it in mid. Yeah. <laughs> James scares me all the time. <laughs> all right. We'll do it. Let's keep it in mid. It's fine. We already did it. It's fine. fine. We got, we got this. Staying in mid. So if it's there, you're going to Moving on to number two, the OG Cheeto. Trash. 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 Whoa. Okay, cool. That was a fast one. Cheetos are disgusting. I hate Cheetos. Um, I, I literally got a bag of Cheetos in a um, Jersey Mike's box, and I literally threw it in the trash. You don't like cheese? <laughs> what? You don't like cheese? I like cheese, but not Cheetos. It's, it's yeah, so that's it's different. I love, I love flaming hot Cheetos, but like regular Cheetos, no. Yeah. Everything like, trade in, everything trade in just said fifteen out of ten. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that when you get that little the dust on your fingers, that gets really annoying too. Yeah. So I, I get it. Uh, see, Point. I get, I get it. So so far, we got Doritos in mid, Cheetos in trash. I eat, I eat flaming hot Cheetos with chopsticks, so I don't have that. Yes, Ash so does weird. that same thing. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Ashley. She dude, so this is what happened the other day. She was drunk and she's like, "I need Cheetos." We we literally door dashed like hot Cheetos and white claws, and then she went in and cut the bag with scissors and then ate them with chopsticks. Good for her. Wow. Good for her. And I thought that was the weird thing to do, but I guess Fancy. not. Could be a white person thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just don't want to get out. I mean, anyway, or move on. <laughs> yeah, hot Cheetos still has the same amount of dust as normal Cheetos. I think better, it has more, and it's better, tip, better tasting dust. You know. For sure. Hmm. So if I had put hot Cheetos in there, would you guys have changed that? That, w- that would see that yeah. change things. Okay. That okay. would change it. Number three, Fritos. Mm. Trash. Oh, then that, that takes up all trash. You can only worry about I don't think Fritos are very good. If you asked me when I was a kid, these these would be like my favorite. I love Fritos. I don't love them as much, but they're definitely not trash. So for me, they're mid. So we we're gonna have to oh guys that, we should, that, that means he's, he's gonna, he's th- he's gonna throw some but trade what do you think about Fritos? Gonna though? have to be goaded, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put we're gonna go put, I mean we can put them in trash. I will, if it if that's a consensus, that's a consensus. We're gonna yeah, end up. I, don't, I haven't eaten a bag of Fritos in like ten years. So I think, like I think that's why I think Fritos is probably shit, but it's 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 like good shit. You know, <laughs> where would you put it? It's, it's okay. Put it on chili. 
Where did you put it? I put it in shit because I, I don't want to I don't want to take up mid because you're gonna give us some shit ass fucking dude. Shit. What if the last three are like the go worst? I know it's gonna happen. Yes, which is why we should have put Doritos in. Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we fucked up. That's All where right. we, we uh, can put Fritos in trash, I guess. But oh no! I, for the record, I I disagree with that decision. All right, well, <laughs> moving we on to number four, Funyuns. Shit! I've never had Funyuns, so it's got to be fit, mid then. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude! Funyuns are just like, oh no, we really fucked up. It's what we we fucked up. <laughs> I hope so you have... mid. It has to go in mid, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. All right, what are our two goaded, James? So yeah, just tell us what our two goaded are. Since we can't change them. Okay, I'll let you guys make one switch. Okay, Dream has got to go to goaded then. <laughs> give us, give us the next one. The next one is Pringles. Goated. Goated. Okay. I'll agree with that. Just then, normal, normal, the red. Yeah. The normal. Red OG, OG Pringles. Goated. Yeah. And OG. the last one that you can make a switch for if you guys want to. Okay. So you can either switch anything around for this one. Takis. Goated. Oh. I don't think I've ever had Takis either. I like Takis a lot, actually. It's like a, it's like a flaming Hot Cheeto, but different, you know? Yeah. But like, oh. yeah. And the, uh, yeah, got, I, we don't like have to make it a little citrus to it, but t- I know t- t- see, t- well, see, t- that's way too much for Tyler's. Pro- Tyler, I'm I'm okay flipping Doritos into goaded and putting Takis in mid. For that you. that yeah. would be fine with me. So, if we, so the so the James, if we did that, what would be the what would be the list? So if you flip them in goaded, you have Pringles and Doritos. In mid, you have Fritos and Takis, and in trash, you have Cheetos and Fritos. Wait, Fritos are in you said Fritos twice. Onions twice. Uh, I mean Takis and Takis and Funyuns. Funyuns. And Cheetos and Fritos. Fritos. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's okay. I'm not, but it's okay. <laughs> okay well, no, we'll I agree a- with the goat. The, the the goats are good. I would flip Fritos and Funyuns, but we can't flip twice then. I know, but I'm just I'm just stating I for the think, record. I think the better I'm just stating for the record because this is going to go out into the ether and I want everyone to know that I disagree with the list. <laughs> okay, Tyler, then you so you're you But we want, agree on the best. That's a good thing. <laughs> so you want Pringles and Takis in the best? Because if we put Funyuns no, on No, no. No. I said I agree with I said I no, I'm not saying we need to switch it. I'm I agree it, it it's it's in stone. I'm just I'm just stating <laughs> the record that I disagree. But, but, but that's the And I will and I will post my own seven. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, oh, <laughs> I, I love blind ragging. Tyler's version. So, <laughs> so right. there you have it folks. We found out today that Tyler sucks at winning consensus battles like <laughs> <laughs> Found out that goaded, we have Pringles and Doritos. In mid, we have Takis and Funyuns. And in trash, we have Cheetos and Fritos. And that is our blind ranking of chips thus far. R.I.P. Fritos. <laughs> you said you hadn't had a Frito in a decade. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, they were, that's like a nostalgic chip, you know? So it's, I it's, mean, it's I get the trash. nostalgia factor. That added to my uh, cheap beer slash seltzers yeah. to a couple weeks ago. So I'll give that to you. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of that game changer, I did try. Uh, fuck, what was it called? Daddy's happy or old happy, happy dad? Something called <laughs> Daddy's. <laughs> I happy did dad. try Happy Dad Seltzer. I went the next day and found it on the very bottom of the cooler. So I think we left it in the spot that it was left to be in. That's a deep cut. Go back three weeks ago to listen to that. Other than that, everyone, that's going to wrap up TL- TLDR this week. 
Um, pretty fun, pretty chill episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the NBA All-Star game because none of none of the players did. Um, so we're not going to talk about it any other than that. Um, have a great week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.